Hello and welcome to Across the Bifrost, the Mighty Thor podcast, where on each and every episode we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. I am your host, Ryan Doze, and on today's episode, I'm going to be sharing a conversation with you all that I was able to have at my first Comic-Con. Yeah, I was invited a few months back to go to WillowCon on the campus of Wayne State College here in across the Bifrost hometown here in Nebraska. We were able to go there and do kind of a Q&A kind of creator spotlight thing where they, they were asking me questions of how the podcast started. And then honestly it starts there. And then we kind of end into me ranking Marvel movies. That's what they wanted to know. So that's what we gave them. So I hope you enjoy this conversation that I'm about to share with you in just a moment. I just wanted to take a moment and thank our Patreon members over on the Across the Bifrost Patreon page. They are members of our Thor core. That is Josh Noel and Will Rose. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show over there on Patreon. I hope you're enjoying the content that we've put up there in the last few weeks for you, namely the latest uh, edition of our I've Got Issues exclusive Patreon podcast. And then we just this week put up uh, issue one, story number one of our Untold Tales series that's going to be coming out through uh, through the summer. I've got a few different ideas planned for that. I hope you enjoy that. Those are just some musings and stories that I thought about. I was like, what if this character from Thor's world had his own little solo adventure? And so I'm going to put those down on paper and hopefully you enjoy that and uh, you can get some value out of that. But Thank you very much for those of you that have checked out and joined us on Patreon. I appreciate it immensely. Now, let's get to our conversation that I had with one of the WillowCon organizers, AJ, who's a good friend of mine. Uh, I had with him at WillowCon. Enjoy this chat. My name is Ryan Dose. <laughs> my podcast is called Across the Bifrost, the Mighty Thor podcast, and kind of the opening spiel of it is um, each and every episode we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. So the place that I often start with is like, okay, it's a podcast about one character. How in the, like, why, why would you do a podcast on one character? And there's two, two parts to that answer one as of this year it's his 60th anniversary so there's over half a century which is crazy to like say it in that way there's half a century of thor stories yeah just in his solo books next month his 750th issue will come out so in was it uh we're still in april so in may there will have been 750 issues of Thor stories, that's not counting Avengers, that's not counting limited series, that's not counting offshoot characters like Beta Ray Bill, Thor Corps, any, anything like mm -hmm. that. So there's a wealth of a library there that, like how could you not delve into that? Because there's, just so, there's so much there to go off of. The other thing is, I love the character. Mm -hmm. Like I, so I grew up, a very nerdy kid, which will surprise all of nobody that's listened to both my show or knows me like you do. 
like anywhere from gaming to cartoons to things like Lord of the Rings. Uh, Lord of the Rings and Star Wars were really where I started. And then as Marvel movies started to become more of a thing, when I was in junior high and high school, I really resonated to Thor because I was like, oh my gosh, he's got this motif of Lord of the Rings, but he's a badass like some of the guys in Star Wars are. Mm-hmm. So it kind of combined uh, that for me. My, my first comic book wasn't even Thor. had nothing to do with Thor. First issue of a comic I had was a Iron Man comic that was a Ten Rings Mandarin story. And I got that at a Scholastics book fair because I lived in the middle of nowhere. And I... We didn't have comic book stores. We didn't have gaming stores. Like I, I got Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards from the Casey's General Store down the street from my house. Like so, that's just kind of like I had really nothing around me to reinforce this. But when I got bits and pieces of it, I would take it and just treasure it. Mm-hmm. Like I took that Iron Man comic to school every day. I probably read that more times than any other book I had at the, at the time. And I wish I still had that today. I've been looking for like, you know, oh, I need to, I need to get the number of it. I need to figure out and I need to buy it again. Like, it, I'm sure it was a terrible issue yeah. of Iron Man because that's why I can't find it. But like, yeah, I, I just like, I took the bits and pieces. That led me to the Thor movie, which led me to the Thor, Thor comics. And then a few years ago, this love of wanting to communicate and talk, you know, uh, was really like, okay, I, I think I want to actually do podcasting. Mm-hmm. And I thought that like, oh, you have to be someone special to do podcasting. Mm-hmm. You have to like, you have to have like a certain amount of followers. You have to have a certain amount of whatever, but <laughs> truly you don't. Uh, if you're Just a microphone and a passion, if, yeah, if you're, if you're committed enough to an idea, you can do, you can do really anything with that creative energy so i was like okay um you 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 know my wife you guys have fought many times on the field of magic battle um so what i i was like hey i'm gonna do this and originally it was supposed to be 10 episodes Mm -hmm. a friend of mine who had been in podcasting forever had successful show i said uh, his name's sean mccoy i said sean what what do i do like i have this idea what do i do he's like Give it 10 episodes. If you hate it at the end of 10 episodes, try something different. I got to the end of 10 episodes. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I got to the end of four episodes. And I was like, I want to do this forever. And that was last July. Mm-hmm. So since then, I, I think I have like 80, 85 episodes. Because there's a long time where I released multiple episodes a week. Mm-hmm. And, I uh, noticed that. It's... Um, yeah, the journey has been crazy, but that's how I got to today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you started out, how did you pick the name? Okay, this is actually a funny story. So the, the name is not my idea. Okay. I would not have named my show this. Um, but I, which I believe you have met this friend, um, but a friend of mine named Eric Fisher... Mm-hmm. Uh, said, all right, because you guys are both D&D guys, and you were like, yeah, he's like old school D&D, you're new school, which he despises for some reason, Yeah, but I don't get the reason. Yeah. Um, so we were, I think we were moving in, we were moving into our new house, 
And I had told him, like, hey, I'm really struggling to find a name for this show. Like, should I just call it the Thor Podcast? Like, that sounds unoriginal. Mm -hmm. And yes, obvious, but unoriginal. And um, he's like, well, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to do with the show? Like, I want to talk about Thor. Like, I hadn't really thought it through yet. Mm -hmm. And he's like, are you are you going to, like, go through sequentially? Or how are you going to do this? Are you going to interview people that were a part of it? I was like, well, I want to take people on a journey through this character's world because I believe that this character's world is worth an expansive deep dive. And he's like, oh, so you're, like, going across the Bifrost into Asgard. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I didn't, like, I didn't even see it until yeah. he was like, oh, it seems pretty obvious. Like, yeah. so my friend Eric named the show and I was like, okay, I, we're going with that. There are so many times where I've wanted to change the name of the show. There's so many times I've wanted to change everything about the show. Mm -hmm. But like, I come back to that, like that point of like, why am I passionate about it? Why did I start this in the first place? And who are the people that have helped me get it to the point that it is today, mm -hmm. which is, you know, it's still relatively small, mm -hmm. but like, this is like the longest running passion project I've ever had. Mm -hmm. Like I've been creative since I was teeny tiny and I, I've stuck with things for a few weeks, a few months, but like this is coming on a year yeah. of me every single week. Like I think I've only missed two weeks in a year. Mm -hmm. And like that, I mean, that kind of astounds, it astounds me looking back at it that I've stuck with it so long and that I still love it just as much today as I loved it on day one. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't know there was another podcast called Across the Bifrost named I, after the Marvel Crisis Protocol module. So that is also a funny story because like I looked at that and I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do something that someone else has already done. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to like, cause I didn't want to infringe upon people. And then, <laughs> then I, 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 I like I did a simple uh, iTunes search and I was like, there already is a show called Across the Bifrost. So I was like, okay, well, what is it about? Because initially I was like, okay, then I can't choose the name. Oh, sorry, Eric, I, I can't do it. But then I was like, this show is nothing like no, is what not. I'm about to do. No. Uh, and I was, and then I was just like, they've they've never once reached out to me. Like they didn't care. Nope. Um, and I was just like, I was like, what the heck? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it. And I thought for like a week, I was like, oh no, it's gonna be like a cease and desist thing. I'm like, no, well, that never happened. Um, that across the Bifrost is a fan-made. I'm pretty sure it's fan-made, but now embraced by the original publisher. Module rule sets expansion of the Marvel Crisis Protocol tabletop war game. Okay, that's I so, did not know that. <laughs> um, so when I you know searched up across the Bifrost trying to find your show, I saw that and I was like, well, that's interesting because Marvel Crisis Protocol is kind of what I'm trying to get for my club to get started with because it's kind of interesting and different. And yeah, yeah. I want people to experience all sorts of new, um, you know, war games and stuff like that. So I was like, that's, you know, it's almost fitting that I'm interviewing you since I have this d different yeah. spin on. You're in the comic section. I'm in the gaming section of <laughs> this. We're both, it's like, we're both in the comic book store. You're just in a different section. And, and I'm yeah. like yelling over like, hey, AJ, look, cool comic. And you're like, awesome. Hey, cool little, little miniature, cool little miniature guy. I'm like, please don't ask me to paint that. Because 
I don't have I don't have a uh, I'm very detailed when it comes to like things like this mm-hmm. but, like things like that I'd be like and spray paint yeah <laughs> like um, I actually had um, a three printed a Doctor Doom and a Thor from the game oh and I was cool. going to bring you the Thor but the Thor failed. Thor, what do you mean the Thor failed? Uh, his like arm fell off in the middle of the. Oh, crate. he quite he, he quite literally fell apart. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he was holding a Stormbreaker, not Mjolnir. So it was real, and he was in a really cool pose. But was it was it the MCU Thor Stormbreaker or was it his original uh, like 1980s Stormbreaker? I don't know because was it a giant axe yeah it was a big axe okay so that's the that's the marvel okay. cinematic universe the, the yeah. original one is way hokier um, um yeah. yeah it's they um and there's like a whole um hulk buster uh iron man suit you can have you can have an entire team of thanos from different universes of marvel you, you can have, just collect them in the game yeah you can just run them Okay. Um, one of the rules, I know nothing about yeah, this game. One of the rules is that you cannot have a hero with the same alias. So you can have an entire team of Captain America. They just can't be Steve Rogers. So you could have a Sam Wilson, a Bucky Barnes. You could have a, a Agent Carter. Yep. Like all. Oh my gosh. And it's a team of Captain America is fighting whatever the other. I don't know does. if that's been done yet, but someone needs to do like a multiverse, like AmeriCorps kind yeah. of like. If that's not taken, but like, oh man, I think I have a writing project for tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, I, I, well, so quick aside, I know this is like Thor stuff, but like I, lo- Captain America is my number two. Yeah. So like Sam Wilson's about to get another comic. Agent Carter has another comic right now. Like Steve is about to get his own solo book again. Like mm-hmm. uh, if like, if you're a Captain America fan, it's also a great time because like Steve Rogers might be gone from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but Sam, like, do not sleep on Sam Wilson, Captain America. Mm-hmm. He's like same moniker, completely different themes. Yeah, it's so so good. But yeah, my Captain America aside, um, I guess uh, moving forward, um, specifically Marvel movies. As a Thor, as a Thor fan, okay. Uh, how do you feel about some of the movies that have come out that have not really been uh, seen with you know high esteem? So you're talking about Dark World. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, there's really only one. So, um, so let, let me. Um, I'll just go through. I'll I'll go through one by one because I feel like both yeah. uh, all three films. All three films to me are so distinct. Even though maybe on the face of it they don't, they don't, they may don't, but don't look distinct. Mm-hmm. Um, except for Ragnarok, because Ragnarok is Taika Waititi's like Asgardian acid trip. Like, yeah. you know, that, that's what he decided to do with that. Um, the original Thor film is a perfect origin story. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely perfect. Um, I have seen. Uh, with the exception of the original Avengers and Age of Ultron, I have seen the original Thor film the most. And the, the, the only reason I saw the only reason I saw Age of Ultron so many times was I worked at a theater down in Omaha and I got free tickets to movies. So when Age of Ultron came out, I went and saw Age of Ultron every night after my shift for 12 days. 
I saw Age of Ultron 12 times in the theater, and then I, I probably haven't watched that once since. I was like... You could recite it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's so easy. Um, but then, like, uh, the, but the original Thor film is it's perfect. Like, the, the acting is top-notch. You took, you took two nobody stars. Well, not even stars yet. You took two nobodies, Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston. You elevated them to star level with a supporting cast like Natalie Portman, Anthony Hopkins, Idris Elba, like, you know, St- Stellan Skarsgård, like, just a, such a phenomenal cast. Perfect origin story. I mean, if you're, if you are a Thor fan, that movie is really hard to pick apart. Mm-hmm. Dark World, on the other hand, I, I contend that it's not as bad as people say it is. That's what I said. I think, I think it's a fine movie. It's not as bad as people say it is, but it fails majorly in one aspect. Malekith looks, looks, speaks, acts nothing like the character he's based on. Christopher Eccleston is a great actor. Mm-hmm. He should not have been the one to bring that character to life because Malekith is kind of, I always tell people like that aren't familiar with the character like from his source material. Think Batman Joker, Thor Malekith. Mm-hmm. Like, Loki is not this like whimsical, impish, like sadistic person. He's, he's a jealous brother. That's what he is. Mm-hmm. Malekith is this whimsical, impish, gruesome, like serial killer. Nobody got that impression from Dark World. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Like, if you did, you were looking for it. And somehow you found it. Like, yeah. no. Like, I think Malekith is where that movie fails most. But the movie around it, I think, is fine. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's fine. Like, you get really good Thor and Loki moments. Uh, really good Thor and Jane moments. And up until Dark World, like, oh, Jane will be around forever. Mm-hmm. No. She's just now coming back. And Dark World came out in 14. Yeah. Like, so it's almost been a decade since... That's crazy. Like, within the Marvel Cinematic Universe we're talking about, it's been a decade Yeah. since something happened. Most franchises, most film empires don't even last 10 years, 15 years. And we're going on 28 films next month with Multiverse of Madness. Like, that's insanity to me. Mm -hmm. Um... And, you know, people will argue the pros and the cons of having that many movies in one shared universe. But, um, yeah. But uh, Dark World, yeah. Dark World is better than I think most people say it is, but it fails in one major, major spot. And that is your villain looks nothing like what he was mm-hmm. supposed to look like. Ragnarok, on the other hand, um, Ragnarok, to me, looks nothing like a Thor comic. Yeah. Like, if you were to pick up, like, this, say, if we had a comic book store in town... Uh, or on digital, if you checked out this month's Thor comic and put Ragnarok right next to it, mm-hmm. that w- they, w- they would really look nothing alike. Mm-hmm. But if you, well, that's not entirely true. Last issue of Thor, he did get the Odin Force. So, but, but whatever. Um, so if you took the What If episode of, of, of the show that came out last year, the, mm-hmm. the party bro Thor mm-hmm. and put that next to Ragnarok it's a lot more similar and yeah. I enjoy that mm-hmm. um, Ragnarok is Ragnarok is so many things and 
I loved like I loved that they had fun with his world because Asgard can feel very stuffy. Yeah. And it can feel very like, oh, you're doing Space Lord of the Rings. We get it. Yeah. Um, but like, that movie is, that movie holds a special spot because it it proved that Thor movies could be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think <laughs> Dark World not as bad as people say it is fails in one major spot. Yeah. My my long form answer to that question. <laughs> Ah, the squirrel questioning. Yes. Yep. Um, why did you gravitate towards Marvel and not DC? Okay. Because I know you're not exclusively no. a Marvel fan, but like, why one over the other? If any, if you had to choose. Okay. Uh, that's that is a really good question, and. I really wish more people would ask me that because I, I feel like I have an interesting answer to that. Mm-hmm. Um, before I got into Thor proper, like comics and, and, and expanded past the movies, I was actually a much bigger fan of DC Comics. Mm-hmm. DC Comics are so easy to read. Yes, they are. So easy to read. Oh, yeah. If... You don't read, like, if you don't try to figure out the whole history of DC Comics. DC Comics have been around for considerably, you know, a few more decades than Marvel Comics. Um, in, in, in the iteration that most people would know. Yeah. So, but they've had, like, full universe resets. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like, the New 52. Like, mm-hmm. the Rebirth series. And to me, I got to the point where I was just like, this is too much universe resetting. It's too much. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't really understand it, whereas Marvel kind of has this rolling way that they they reset, but they do soft resets. Mm-hmm. They'll do like, hey, uh, example, a really good example, actually. Uh, Daredevil uh, just ended a really great volume with 36 issues. Great writer, great art. And then they ended in this big event called The Devil's Reign, and it was just massive. And every street-level hero in New York was fighting... And, and then they were like, well, what's going to happen to Daredevil afterwards? Because his volume was going to end. And people were like, nope, we just start a new story. Like, mm-hmm. we just, we just you know, we roll over. It wasn't like, oh, we, we have to kill Daredevil now, and, and then a few years we'll bring him back. Like, um, I love that about Marvel. They, they roll into new stories, and they never have really done a full permanent reset. Yeah. Um, it's always a new multiverse or a new, uh, yeah, like memory wipe, Infinity Stone snap, resets. Like, yeah, just people have the memories and the influences of the past, but maybe it doesn't affect us that much in the future. Yeah, and and they've done they've done a really good thing. I think both companies have done a really good thing with legacy numbering, mm-hmm. where even if you start a new volume of say, start a new volume of Thor, mm-hmm. if you started that today the legacy number would still continue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, it's a, it's a brilliant way to sell new comics. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, Spider-Man's got a new number one coming out. Well, I've got to get that. I'm like, there have been so many Spider-Man number ones. Mm-hmm. You don't need every one of them. But it's a great way to uh, sell comics. But um, the reason why I decided to go more into the creative direction with Marvel is Marvel's much more accessible when it comes to like digital comics, yeah. film, um, I honestly think they are more accessible to fans. Yeah. Uh, DC stuff is a, l- a little harder to find. Like, 
um, like digital comics and uh, you know the movies are what they are like I, yeah. I I could I feel like most people could spend a long time being like oh what's the difference between Marvel and DC I'm like well have you got the rest of the day yeah to talk about it like, like um, book your weekend yeah I will say that someday I would like to do some my favorite DC hero is Aquaman mm-hmm. someday I would love I would love to be at an event like this or be, be at, uh, you know, di- different places being like, yeah, this is my Aquaman podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but uh, Aquaman would be the one I would do. But I love, like, I love Wonder Woman. I love Superman, um, Nightwing, um, things like that. I'm not as big of a Batman fan. Yeah, I'm... I'm... I, I, I don't know. I, I The Batman was a great movie, though. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that, that movie. But, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't prefer dark brooding. Um, yeah. That's why, like, I don't like the Punisher. Like, I don't like Punisher comics. Yeah. I think they're just, I don't know. I, a sad guy with a gun doesn't really interest me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, why, <laughs> that's why That's why. Like people are like, oh, you've never seen John Wick? I'm like, I, no, there's enough angry guys with guns around. I don't need to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, just go down, I'll just go down to, like, I don't know, Main Street. Um, but... Yeah, that's why that's why I personally chose to go in that direction more. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, how much of the like spinoff TV shows have you been seeing? Like, like the Disney Plus shows? Uh, Disney Plus, and then the like sh- the Netflix show Agents of Shield, and oh, okay, okay, okay. and like Daredevil on Netflix too. Like, so. Strictly, how much have I seen? Um, that's a good question because uh, I don't really remember the answer. Uh, so um, I really enjoyed the Netflix series when they started. Um, the Daredevil, the Daredevil Netflix series is the best superhero TV show of all time, in my opinion. Um, cause, like, I think the Netflix shows were really ahead of their time. I think if those shows would have ended up on a platform like Disney Plus, maybe they would have been more favorably viewed. Um, yeah, they kind of drowned on Netflix. Yeah, because I, I just I didn't feel like they had the full support of Marvel. Mm-hmm. It was like kind of like your, the yeah, because everyone was questioning if it was canon or not. So it was like people were like, "Oh, I don't really want to watch it if it's not going to affect the movies or anything." Yeah, yeah, and and I feel like Agents of Shield initially suffered for that too yeah. because it was like oh hey you got Samuel L. Jackson at the end of the pilot and nothing else like yeah. we kept waiting for it to cross over mm-hmm. and it just didn't and, and I really loved that Daredevil tried to exist in its own in its own self-contained Hell's Kitchen area Luke Cage was good um, I, I, will s- about Luke Cage. I will say Luke Cage was not made for me yeah. So like, and I know that. Like going into a show like Luke Cage, I know it's not made for me specifically. Obviously, they they make shows for everybody to consume, but thematically, it's not made for me. Yeah. Um, Jessica Jones creeped me out. Like just like the the Purple Man and the manipulation of like being able to make anyone do what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was a. I was like, ah, I get what you're doing. Um, I just probably I'm probably out for this. Yeah. Um, Iron Fist was, Iron Fist should have been so much better. The actor they got to play Iron Fist, I was really excited about because I'm a big Game of Thrones fan. 
and the actor they got to play him was from Game of Thrones. I was like, mm. oh, this will be awesome, and it wasn't. <laughs> so, uh, never I never watched Defenders, and I, to this day I haven't watched Defenders. Um, I think most of the Disney Plus shows have been really good, uh, specifically as it relates to what I talk about most of the time. Loki was very good. Loki was very good because it's a character study on a character that I feel like people think they know, but I don't think people know Loki as well as, I'm not saying as well as me, mm-hmm. but like as well as he deserves to be understood. Yeah. It's like, oh, um, you know, I have alligator Loki stuff at my house. I have like cute little trinkets of his, and mm-hmm. but Loki is a very deeply complex character. Yep. Um, he has got immense daddy issues. Um, he is struggling for meaning and purpose and definition, and he goes about it in some terribly horrific ways. He just wants someone to say, I see you and I notice you, like, and I love you. That's all. I truly believe that's all Loki wants. Mm-hmm. And, but he's gone, often he goes so far down the rabbit hole. And this series was so good because uh, Loki was the one that was trying to bring Sylvie back to the light mm-hmm. and then he saw that even even versions of him would go that far would go as a, I, for anyone that's not seen the show but like they, they would go so far mm-hmm. and she did the worst thing she could have done yeah <laughs> but yeah and like uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was awesome uh, I loved that Sam Wilson became Captain America because that was a comic that I collected on a monthly basis when he was Captain America a few years ago, mm-hmm. and I was—I loved this. It was so—it was different, uh, and it was like Marvel was changing up everything, and you know, um, so many—you know—I'm assuming you know, just like <laughs> so many, just like straight white guys were mad. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> like, it, it, I remember when it girl, came out, people were upset. Thor can't be a girl. <laughs> Thor can't be a frog. <laughs> Thor can't be a frog. Thor, Thor can't be whatever Beta Ray Bill is. Yeah. So, like, it's it's funny. Like, uh, it, it is funny when like they change up things, and it's like Thor can't be a girl. <laughs> it's like Thor was a frog for a whole year. <laughs> it's like, oh, but no, he can't be a girl now. The yeah. and the hammer. Like, what's great is you know if you just follow the comics internal logic, the hammer doesn't specify. Mm-hmm. It says whosoever is worthy. It does not specify. And so I loved that when they switched up Sam Wilson, they switched up Jane as Thor, and I love that they brought that into the shows. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and WandaVision was so different. And WandaVision was a mind meld. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I, I really enjoyed what they've done so far. I will be very intrigued to see how they do Moon Knight. Moon Knight yeah. is a different cat. Yeah. He is, is violent. Unapologetically violent, and he and he 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 suffers with DID. Mm-hmm. So, how do you handle that very like important topic with a measure of respect, but also yeah. reality? Yeah. Um, so yeah, how do you make the tr- character true to life, but not insult people uh, with DID? That's yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's it, a, it will be a fine line they walk, and that comes out next week. Yeah. Um, and I, I really liked WandaVision because one of my favorite stories is the X-Men um, Age of Mutants thing where WandaVision wishes every, all uh, mutants gone. No more mutants. No more mutants. 
Um, that is that, one of my favorite things because you kind of realize like how much power Wanda has. That she can speak into reality, no more mutants. And half of them are gone. Like, I think the snap was, like... You didn't even need the snap. You, you didn't just even need Wanda. the snap. You just needed her to speak. Yeah. And be angry enough. It, to just, like, disintegrate, you yeah. know, so many people. Um, and I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with Wanda in Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Because uh, they very heavily hinted that in the trailer um, that he's going to talk to um, talk to Wanda about her reality warping abilities. Yeah. So um, yeah. Okay. Um, so ra some rapid fire questions as we wrap up. Here. Sweet. Um, favorite Spider-Man movie? Favorite Spider-Man movie? Ooh, good grief. Uh, oh, gosh. Uh, I feel like I have to say No Way Home. I feel like I have to say No Way Home because that movie was so bonkers insane. Yeah. And what's great about No Way Home is the concept of the movie is so simple. Mm -hmm. He just he doesn't want to hurt his friends. He doesn't want to hurt his family anymore. And he just wants them to, to wish that the world didn't know. And from that small desire of wanting to protect others, he opens up the world to really so much chaos. And, and so I, I think I would say No Way Home, but if you, if you take No Way Home off the table, uh, the, second, uh, the second Sam Raimi Spider-Man with Alfred Molina yes. as Octavius, that's a great story because Otto's not a villain. Yeah. Otto's not, he's truly not a villain. He, he, he's misguided. That's that's for sure, mm -hmm. but at the end, like, there's so much empathy and care put into the end of that movie where Otto's not just put away as this madman who wanted the power of the sun in the palm of his hand. He dies trying to save Peter because he realizes the error of his way. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Otto's Otto's the hero of that movie, yeah, not Spider-Man. I love, um, I love so. I would say No Way Home because of the spectacle of it, and obviously seeing three Spider-Men in the same movie is insane. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's the it's the uh, it's the cartoon uh, meme come to life. Yeah. Of the of the of point. Have you seen the picture yeah, of them I, pointing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that. So sorry, um, not not so rapid answer. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Um, favorite Marvel movie. Just out of the whole series. Okay, favorite favorite Marvel movie is kind of like saying which one of my kids are my favorite. <laughs> um, and I only have two kids. I don't have 28 kids. Uh, so, favorite Marvel movie. Oh, gosh. I feel like I have... Oh, goodness. I don't have to say anything. No, uh, okay. This may seem like the antithesis of like what um what i should say like i don't want to say a thor movie because i like them all for different reasons mm -hmm. i am gonna say captain america the winter soldier that's such a good movie because that movie is so emotionally gripping and it's probably the in terms of like gravitas and drama because it, it's just it's 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 a it's a friendship that has gone so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
like Steve just yeah there's the spectacle and the big fight scene and like yeah that's kind of Marvel standard fare yeah but Steve doesn't want to kill the Winter Soldier he wants to redeem his friend mm-hmm. like and I think that is my favorite part of like he wants to bring Bucky back from the dark side yeah and I mean at the end of the movie we don't really get that resolution but um, I think Winter Soldier would be my favorite uh, movie just for for the the quality of the story the the simplicity of the con of uh, the conflict like it's really good uh, and I kind of count the Avengers movies as their own thing like yeah those are those are those are visual spectacles I don't, yeah. those, those are movies yes but like they're visual spectacles yeah yeah I did though piggyback off that one favorite moment in the MCU definitely when cap grabs the hammer and he says Avengers assemble I stood up in the theater, cried, and cheered at the same time. I was in the theater Full opening, body goosebumps. <laughs> I was in the theater uh, opening night in Wayne. Yeah. And everybody, like, screamed. Oh, it, it's, it's the most badass moment in yes. the whole franchise. Yeah. It's insane. It's next level. Um, it was Yoda fighting with a lightsaber in Attack of the Clones good. Yeah. And I remember that. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Um... So, yeah, I think I am, we're out of time and out of questions. So Fantastic. Yeah. This has been a lot of fun, AJ. Yeah. I I'm, hope you enjoy the rest of the con. I intend on it. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go kick some butt at magic. Yeah. Well, everyone, that's what it sounds like when Across the Bifrost goes on the road. I hope you enjoyed that little conversation I had with AJ from WillowCon. That is just a great idea for students to expand their love and their passion for science fiction and fantasy and uh, gaming, all sorts of things to expand that into a convention that more people can enjoy. So I hope that it's successful enough that they can keep doing it through the years. I hope that maybe I'm invited to come back. That would be an awesome opportunity to get to do again. Thank you to any and all of you that uh, showed up at WillowCon. Appreciate it very much. Ladies and gentlemen, before you leave today, I hope that you have a moment just to check out the link in the episode description. There you can find everything that Across the Bifrost is doing on Patreon. We have a few of our I've Got Issues exclusive series on there uh, where we have some conversations with guests and I tell you what I've been reading. This week, we added a different kind of thing to our Patreon where I finally was able to upload one of my untold tales stories it is a story that centers around the character of hogan the grim the story is called the grim truth so i hope you have maybe a few extra dollars to contribute to our patreon and then you get access to all of those things that we have over there on that site we're looking to add stuff on a weekly basis now that you can enjoy just more of the the bifrost world more of thor's world that you can enjoy as a part of our Thor core over on Patreon. So I would encourage you to check out that link and see if that's uh, some way that you can support the show. 
that all being said, everybody, we have just a crazy few months ahead on <laughs> over here on Across the Bifrost. There are lots of new comics coming out. We are getting closer and closer to our movie coming out in July. There is so much to get excited about, and I hope that you are with us every week on the show, every step of the way. We can't wait to see you next time aboard the Rainbow Bridge. But until then, I encourage you to stay worthy.